Hey, welcome back to another episode on the podcast. If you're new here, welcome. If you'd like to get to know more about me, I really suggest you listen to my introduction first. I give you some background on me and um, what I do and who I am, and it'll really help you um, get to relate to me in any new and later podcasts that I've already recorded. I really hope that you like my content, and if you do, I suggest you follow me. I've been trying to keep on my schedule with Tuesday, Thursdays, but sometimes life gets in the way and I am not able to. So with that being said, let me get started on this episode where I'm going to talk about time. Now, I know I've touched on this subject before in my last episode that I posted or a few episodes ago. But I wanted to go more in depth onto the concept since it's just so interesting the way we perceive time. If you think about it, humans invented time just like words and language so we can communicate with other people our ideas, directions, we can understand each other. Communication allows us to accomplish goals, allows us to figure out things together and come up with solutions in a network of support and people that have different various strengths that can help you accomplish something. Just like anything that's invented by man, time is supposed to, you know, improve human progress. Everything that we do in the sciences, technology, medicine, English, you know, all of these things are to progress our species and to continue to improve on the things that we've already accomplished. If you think about it, a few centuries ago, we were just discovering the new world. And before that, we were having empires, the Roman Empire, Alexander the Great, his empire, which um, today is the biggest one that spanned all the way into the middle of Europe, across into the east to like the northern part of India. That is a huge expansion of land and he also touched into North Africa. You've seen so, we've heard and learned from history all of these gigantic feats that were made by incredible leaders of the past. And you wouldn't think that we could accomplish more and yet... Here we stand, many hundreds of years later, accomplishing a ton more than those people could ever possibly imagine. Discovering new land to be conquered. And then inventing a machine that allows man to fly. Moto, moto like transportation vehicles that can get you outside of the five mile radius of walking that everyone before transportation had um, before communication the telegram and the telephone everyone was pretty much strapped like a ball and chain to the radius of their home besides donkeys and mules and horses and all of those things you were subjected to um, the compound and the boundaries of that because you can only walk so far and without food and water it's just not practical because your home base is your home so the 
perception of the world and other people and point of views was very limited because of how little you have seen. It just makes sense. Just like um, when I grew up in my high school, we were kind of just a little community, an enclave outside of Austin. And looking back, it really is a bubble of safety because you're not exposed to other worlds, other people that aren't living within your community. And when I went to college, it just opened things up that I never possibly imagined. I mean, you're meeting people from different backgrounds, different cities, small towns, different walks of life, and you really start to see the world in a bigger picture than what you have seen. And back in those times, you couldn't imagine anything else besides what you already know. The progress that we have made since then is just incredible. I mean, we've invented the internet We've invented com- we've invented computers, which are like basically glowing rocks, which if you could time travel back to those times, you'd be considered a witch and probably hanged since it's pretty much sorcery to them. But in all seriousness, we as people have accomplished so many things. We've invented medicines. We were able to accomplish surgery, discover the importance of sanitation to prevent diseases. All of these things... And probably in the near future, someone is going to cure cancer and they're going to get a Nobel Prize for it. Not treatment, not minimizing a tumor, but completely curing someone of any cancer. And that is so close. I believe it to be true. And we've been able to create antibiotics, vaccines. All of these things are to prolong human life. In my opinion, the reason we prolong human life is because the longer someone lives, the more that they can accomplish. Imagine if we had all of these medical advantages that we have now during the time of Albert Einstein or um, Benjamin Franklin or any other genius, Nikola Tesla. All of these people have created inventions and I'm probably leaving out a ton more. But if we could prolong their human life, they could continue their works and even possibly invent new things and contribute more to society. That's why medicine, that's why surgeries, that's why we want to treat the people that are sick because you don't know what they're going to go on to do. I just think it's so cool how over the course of human history, we have continued to push the boundaries of our success. We've continued to get more out of this world by industrial um, inventions like the submarine and power plants and electricity and all these things were created by man. And when we look back on it, sometimes it's like hard to fathom like, The Great Pyramids of Giza was all built by people. Great Wall of China, all built by people. By hand. Like, that's incredible. And they didn't have forklifts. They didn't have cranes. They didn't have tractors. They didn't have things to cut the stone. All they had was, like, a pick. And maybe a saw. And they were able to go accomplish these things. And if we have all this technology and tools and resources now, there is an unlimited amount of possibilities to continue 
to further our success as a human race. I just, there's no doubt about it. The only downfall that I could possibly see is that the technology and the things that we have, air conditioning, insulated walls, heaters, food that's being produced so that we don't have to worry about survival. We can focus on the other things of life that is a past survival, but you're actually living art, culture, music, literature, poetry. All of these things don't just happen. You have to have already accomplished your basic needs. Water, a house to live in, and food. So you wonder why these things flourish. It's because agriculture and sedentary farming have provided the ability for humans to spend their time on something other than farming and growing and storing food and growing food and harvesting food, which are things that we need to live. And then once that transition happened, once we were able to designate other people to provide food for us, that opened up a lot of time for people to spend it doing something else. Religion. Again, like I said, exploring the more intellectual side of being human, our intuition and our consciousness and our moral behavior is what is one of the few things that separate us from being animals. While we are animals, we are seen, and I believe that most of us believe that we are better, is because of our ability to think and be concerned with other things besides ourselves. Space, philosophy, ethics, morals, all these things are what creates us to be better than an animal. An animal only fights to survive. They hunt to eat so they can survive another day. But we don't have to do that anymore. We don't have to focus all of our energy on trying to figure out where and how we're going to find a means to survive. We get to live. That is the beauty about the 21st century is that we have already developed farming and developed industries that create massive amounts of food to feed us so that we could do it. So that means we have plenty of time on our hands to do something good with the time that we have on earth. And all this technology is a great tool. However, it can also be our downfall because with all the inventions, like I mentioned in the air conditioning and heater and countless other things, microwaves, fridges, freezers, plumbing, showers, fountains, sinks that provide fresh water will could possibly diminish the work ethic of an average individual because we are only as strong as our weakest link. And the equivalence of that is someone who doesn't have advanced education, perhaps uh, doesn't have a job or below the poverty line, or really is still fighting for survival. So the technology enhances our standard of living significantly. Um, I remember reading a study like 50 years ago, the homeless people had very little. Now... They still have a TV, or even if you're below the poverty line, people now have access to a TV, a phone, car, electricity, 
So we have improved in terms of our weakest link, but we still have a lot of ground to cover. And I believe that in order to do that, us as individuals need to remember that. We need to remember that there's still a lot more to go. There's still plenty of things that are undiscovered. Only like, I think, a small percentage of the ocean has been discovered. We still have plenty of things to know and to learn. We know more about space. We've sent man into a place where no oxygen. And we know more about outside of our world than the depths and the sea, which covers more than 75% of our planet. Technology is a tool. That's why it was created. That's why anything is created. It's created because of good intentions. Because whoever does invent it wanted to find a way to improve whatever was lacking. It got super hot in the South. So eventually what? Someone invented the air conditioning. The air conditioner. It took a lot of time to harvest cotton and then create it into fabrics. Well, someone created the cotton gin. All these things, all these inventions are to help human progress. Just like the technology, it was used to enhance our communication with other individuals across oceans, across countries and borders so that we could collaborate and continue to learn about other people's cultures that seem foreign to us. But that's the point. That's the point. Every single person on this planet, based usually on their geography, will be influenced by certain things that are they are surrounded by. I mean, how could they not? It just makes sense. Just like a baby, they learn language from the closest people in their household. And sometimes they gravitate towards a certain personality in their family because they're the ones that are around them every day. Technology has been intended for good. However, now it can be harmful. Look at TikTok. We spend hours distracted by five-second videos that while they have allowed longer videos to be created, it doesn't matter. The point is that we get sucked in and before we know it, few hours pass by and we didn't even realize that. It's kind of freaky, actually. It's almost, I mean, it's not hypnosis, but it feels like it is because you're just put in this just kind of trance to keep scrolling, to keep liking things and you don't even realize how much time has passed by social media is also this way it's just it's become harmful to a certain extent it can warp someone's perception of beauty and how they feel in self-confidence it is so easy to compare your life to someone else's based on the highlights and a young individual in high school and middle school who are now having Snapchat accounts and Instagram accounts, they are very impressionable people. They're still learning about the world. And if they're learning just for social media and their little bubble environment, we could totally influence them to think um, just negatively about themselves and others. It just makes sense. I mean, why is depression so prevalent why is the fear of missing out so prevalent everyone feels so isolated when's the last time that you've like talked to your parents or sat down at a dinner without someone pulling out their phone when's the last time you guys have all sat together 
watching something together, playing board games, talking about your life genuinely. And then also ask yourself how well you feel like your relationship is with your parents and your siblings. Hopefully they're good. But for the most part, it's diminished. The character and quality of our relationships with others has diminished. When I get to college, everyone doesn't get their phone number. We uh, exchange Snapchat usernames, which is just really weird. And leaving people on read and delivered, that is common. Ghosting people, basically removing yourself from a situation without any type of why is also common. Like these things wouldn't have arised if it wasn't for technology. Technology is a downfall in a way, but it can be helpful now if we remember to moderate our consumption and to remember that our lives are more than just our phone. Time, as I've previously mentioned, is just a weird concept because time, it's very flexible in terms of what it means and how it's used. Most of the time, time is short, and it flies by. As you get older, the years turn into seconds. But days can, days can feel like years. Sometimes weeks can feel like an eternity. A week feels like a month. When you're sitting in an hour-long lecture, sometimes you're just looking at the clock waiting to be released. And yet, time, while it can feel slow... It's also incredibly short. I still remember being a freshman three years ago, living on campus, and it feels just like yesterday. I remember I asked my dad what it is to be older and raising me and my sisters. And he got a little misty and said that he still remembers putting me on the school bus for the first time for kindergarten. And it feels like yesterday to him. Time just seems to go by without you even realizing that. It is. And once you, once you spend it, you're never going to get it back. Ever. That's how it works. And yet, time and life. Life is long and it's also short. Don't you think that's crazy to think? Yeah, the average human lifespan is like 70 years. It's a long time, and it's a long marathon. Life is not short. It is long. It requires preparation. It requires studying. It requires consistency and patience. Why do you the young are so impatient? It's because we haven't lived enough to realize that something might not be the end of the world. It's just a stage. It's just a season. We have enough experiences to be calm about a situation and know that things can get better. But when you just want an instant response, an instant result or solution, which with technology and everything being at this tip of our fingertips, it um, is really just worsened because we are used to instantaneous responses i mean when we go on the internet signals are being sent up to space back down to your phone 
a matter of milliseconds. We internet when something takes more than maybe four or five, six seconds. Life is long and it is something that requires endurance. The years that we spend in our life matter. The time that we spend matters. So while it is long, our mentality, for the most part, for most people, is that it's very short. So how do we avoid that pitfall of thinking that it's short? Well, you need to be fully aware and intentional with your everyday life. Because life... It's not full of weddings and birthdays and beautiful vacation trips around the world, graduations, births, wedding showers, bridal showers, celebrations. Life every day is not like that. And honestly, wouldn't that be exhausting if that was every day? And then wouldn't it be that we are would be sensitized to these things we wouldn't even think of it as an occasion because if we have it every day what makes it special that's why vacations are so nice it's because you're getting away from everyday life so how do we realize that even the lives we're living waking up going to work going to school coming back eating working out possibly going to sleep and starting all over again how so that we live our time at a long run and avoid trying to think that it is short we need to live in the present and we need to do everything that we do with intention try to make every single day a little more sparkly <laughs> try to find one thing or have one thing happen to you that is out of the ordinary maybe you compliment someone and that gives you a little smile. Or maybe you decide to reach out and talk to just some random stranger and just have a little small conversation with them. It could be. But found that by doing that, I've appreciated every single day. I always try to do these things on a regular basis. And now time feels good it feels right it no longer feels fast and overwhelming and never feels like it's drawn out it's because i in the moment and go through it with awareness it takes and going through the motions that's why i love it every day to wear to school i love dressing up and it's different every day that is my one positive thing besides the other small things I do. It's fun. You're part of dressing up. And it's not even dressing up. It really is just consider that because, you know, everyone around me is wearing things that look like you're going to the gym or that you're homeless. But it's, you know, completely normal. But I love accessorizing. That's my favorite part of my outfits. And it makes me feel ready for the day. It makes me take every day and appreciate it for whatever it holds and to realize that I'm lucky to be here and I'm lucky to be alive. And while I live in the present, I need to remember to prepare for the future because life is a long run. It is the longest thing that we will ever experience. 
So yeah, time is an interesting concept because there are two ways to look at it. Short and long. Time flies and yet we forget that time in our lives is short and it's limited and that it's also long. We have years, years to do things. So make the most of it. Try a new hobby. Start something new. I want to try photography. That's the next thing I'd like to do. Find something besides your norm that you're comfortable with. Because I guarantee you what makes life a little bit more richer is when you do something out of your comfort zone. I remember my drama teacher in middle school was like, if you aren't comfortable, if you aren't feeling uncomfortable, then you aren't doing it right. Because it's in the uncomfort where we grow. It's in the pain that we find new ways to improve. It's in our seasons of difficulty and hard work and struggle and pushback. That, those times is where we become a better person. And I think that's kind of amazing. Because transformation doesn't happen when everything's hunky-dory and we're all good and we're healthy and we're happy and school grades are great. You look good. You feel good. It's when you don't that after that period of time, you'll actually be an even better person than who you were before in those good times. But the only way this works is if you decide to improve and you want to improve. A lot of people are content with who they are. They're content with how they look. They're content with their lives and their work and their schedule. But make it more interesting. Push yourself to want to be better. I absolutely love meeting people who have the same drive as me. Um, that just, it's so rare to see now. I remember I met someone last semester on the bus and they found this fruit on a trash can and they brought it on the bus and everyone was so curious as to what it was and how it tasted so I asked him like hey can you video yourself opening it up eating it and giving an opinion and I will make it into a TikTok because I think it's super cool we ended up becoming friends and his work ethic is insane and I respect it and even though it's not in the same field as my education it's completely different he's doing little entrepreneurial type of projects he still has that drive to be better. And I love that. And I want that for you. And I want that for everyone. Because being satisfied with where you are isn't going to make your life richer. Yes, you can be content. And it's okay to live in the moment. But what about the uncomfortable things? Have you ever tried out a musical instrument before? Or a new hobby like painting? maybe or picking up a book that's an easy that's an easy hobby to start just find a book ask people for recommendations there was this girl in my lab and she asked me she even texted me and said hey Jenny can you come up with a list of books that I can read I wanted to get back into it I noticed that you read a lot because I always am carrying a book and it's a 15 minute drive from um, campus and two back home 
Well, that's the same thing. The travel time is 15 minutes for going to campus and off. So I'd spend that 30 minutes on the bus reading and I'm always carrying my book with me on my side. So when I'm walking between classes, I can read as well. So um, yeah, she knows I read and she has seen me hold different books throughout our semester. So I was really flattered to see her asking for a recommendation for me. I mean, that's very flattering. So I did and I went a little bit of above and beyond. I gave her not only the titles of books, but I asked her, like, what genre should I focus on that you'd be interested in? And she said, okay, science fiction. And I was like, okay. So I researched. And again, I went above and beyond. I added the title and the author and a summary of what the book was about. Just a little snippet. Because the if I got a list and... I was asking for one. I know that I wouldn't want to just look up the title. It's like the list is supposed to make my life easier. If I have to go search up on the internet that you're actually not helping me with my time, if I can already see what the book is about, then you're saving me a lot of time, which is the purpose of giving someone a list. So I did and I sent it in to her and I also gave my thoughts and opinions and added little notes saying like this is a book I have read or this is a book that's on my list now because I've researched it and I sent it to her in a Word document and I believe a few weeks later she came in when we were at lab. I walked in. I'm usually the second, third person to come in and she said, hey Jenny, I have a gift that I wanted to give you and it was a small little gift small little box and I was like oh my gosh that's so sweet of you it was a bookmark and it had my name in wooden beads with a cute little tassel and it was pink and embroidered with little tiny red roses and it is one of the most thoughtful gifts I've ever received I was just so happy and it made my entire day if not my entire week and she's like, I just wanted to thank you for giving me that list of books. And I thought that was so nice of her. I loved that. I mean, she went online and bought something for me. I mean, that's just to say thank you for giving her a book list. Like, that's amazing. Tiny little things like that. Like my friend with a weird fruit. Helping someone with a book list. All these things. As what made my time on earth and the life that I've been living feel okay. And I still can stay consistent with improving for the long run. Anyway, with that being said, I'm going to wrap this up and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.